0: Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too
1: afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just
0: too hard to ask your partner, welcome to The Sex Wrap. Hey everybody, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here today with Andrew and Spring answering your questions about love and sex and relationships. Pretty much, we'll talk about anything you want. Um, how are you doing today, Spring? I'm
1: doing great. We're not going to talk about anything they want, but. Well, I mean, it's one
0: of those things where you have ask us a, a question one. and I'll just kind of like, duh, duh. you know, I'm sure it's happened to you before you're in a conversation and it keeps going back to what I want to talk to and now what you want to talk to. <laughs> I keep changing. It. Um, speaking of what I want to talk to, my entire know. body is really sore right now. And I, I don't know if you've ever been to like a trampoline park or a trampoline gym before. Yeah. All the time. Um, <laughs> It, it is such I a crazy, tramping. it's such a crazy, crazy <laughs> workout. Like over my weekend, um, I was able to see uh, five of my nieces and one of my nephews. And um, I'm like, well, let's go do something fun. And I said, there's a new trampoline park. And we went and holy crap. I mean, it was fun. It was super fun. But like muscles I didn't know that I had are telling me that I should not have used them. And it has been two days.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love trampoline parks. I go with uh, one of my friends a lot when I'm in L.A. because um, there's some great near by her. Um, there are not any around me here. But when I visit my sister, she actually has um, a couple of small trampolines at her house that she likes to use. And so we do trampin every morning. I love it.
0: Oh, what's trampin?
1: Well, that's what we call it when we bounce on the trampolines.
0: Oh, (laughs) I mean, I was like running into walls and jumping into pits and they had a whole like ninja warrior thing set up there. So have you done the tug
1: of war one?
0: I have not done the tug of war one. Mm
1: -hmm. It's like this big, huge tug of war. And then you like pull some people into the pit. I mean, I've never got pulled into the pit, obviously.
0: I I would just (laughs) I would just jump in, but it was super fun. Um, And uh. I, I mean, highly recommend, except I don't, because I think that there's an incredibly high chance that you're going to leave with a broken bone because there are like <laughs> some safety precautions there. But there has to be a ton of injuries. And you sign a crazy waiver saying that, like, no matter what happens, they are not responsible for anything.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's why they have that form.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But it was fun, so I don't know, everybody. It, it's not my normal kind of thing. I'm much more likely to go to a concert or a show or drag brunch. Um, so I got out and I, I jumped in a lot. And I ripped all the calluses <laughs> off of my hands like doing monkey bar things. It was pretty crazy. But um, this has absolutely nothing to do with our question for the day. I wanted to talk <laughs> about something that was like happy and upbeat. Um, and we've had a lot of iterations of our question for the day come in. Um, today's question was incredibly long, and we're not going to give many specific details from the person because we don't want, like, we don't want them to be able to be identified. Um, but the question really is, like, how do I deal with a se- sexually selfish boyfriend?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we, do. <laughs> we do get a lot of questions about that from heterosexual couples.
0: Right. And I mean, it's not just like there's lots of men who have the same complaint about women. We're like, what do I do with my partner who doesn't like to have sex or won't have sex or won't do the things that I want or just lays there and doesn't react For women? We get tons of questions about how, you know, sex is completely penis centric. Um, can I rant for a minute? I, I feel of the need to rant. It,
1: oh, sorry. You're asking my permission today.
0: I'm trying to be better like about it. <laughs> no, no. Uh, holy crap okay so if you end up in a relationship and this person this is a long-term relationship almost a year dump them just dump get, get rid of them i mean i would do it in a real sassy kind of way though I, I wouldn't just like dump the person but i would lay there after i had unfulfilling sex with them be like hey how long do you think someone should stay with a lousy lay okay and then um, oh I got I mean, my, rant, my rant was interrupted. I, I have a lot. I have a lot more to say about this. Oh, my. OK. But so OK. Spring. So what so what do we do in these situations?
1: I mean, one of the things is that there's a lot that goes into what somebody wants out of their relationship and what they are willing to compromise on and what is the most important thing for them. And, you know sex is very important to a lot of people and it's not as important to a lot of people. And there are a lot of different types of, you know, this sexual activity that people enjoy and a lot of different types of um, fulfillment people get from a relationship, both sexually and otherwise. And so, I mean, I don't think we want to rush to say that, you know, this person shouldn't be in this relationship because she's having this issue because obviously she wants to be in this relationship in some way. She's been in it for a long time and there's an ongoing issue that she wants to address. And we don't want to say that, we should just dump some relationship or some person that you really care about because there's an issue in some type of sexual activity. I think that there's a lot of things that we can do here.
0: So there are things that we can do. And my, I mean, my initial frustration is like, I'm going off of the whole letter. So this was, you know, a year of talking and talks and promises to change. And, um, I mean, this almost seems like the, like that, comedy movie where like the same thing keeps happening and keep getting into it. Um, obviously we wouldn't be answering this question if there wasn't something <laughs> that could be done. Um, but, uh, but, but I mean, I, I think that, I mean, my level of frustration in dealing with this is very high. And it makes me feel really bad for people, too, because I think that if this is something that's been going on for a long time, it usually means that there's some other underlying issues as well. Like, why do you stay in a situation that leaves you sexually unfulfilled? Why do you stay in a situation where you're unhappy? What are the conversations like around it um and we talk about you know like getting what you want or getting what you need out of a relationship we talk about the consent piece right like like how do you consensually get it um i love when spring talks about agency right like being able to express and get what you want and caring about what your partner wants and making sure they get it too right it's not all about me like there is no i in sex i hate that
1: yeah. Whenever we're talking about sexual activity, we're talking about engaging with uh, somebody else or multiple other people. And so when we're thinking in that way, we need to think about these various issues of communication, negotiation, empathy. And so, yeah, we are thinking about not just um, how can someone be happy here, but how can both people have their needs met? And one of the things is, you know, we really first need to talk about the ability to communicate those needs. And in this instance, we do have some context and um, the woman, the specific question that we're answering today, she did mention that she's brought this up with her partner, but we also don't know exactly how she's framed it or how she's brought it up with him. And that ability to really clearly communicate what what exactly you're kind of missing out on that you want and kind of how to actually get to that place to, you know, um, help her partner understand and uh, give her this thing that she feels like she needs from him is quite a high level of um, ability to communicate about sexuality, actually.
0: And sexual communication is really rough if you're not used to it or not practicing. That's why you're listening to us, right? Because every time you listen to, in on our conversations and the different thing, the things that we say, those are strategies that you can use as well. Like for me, I'm I'm would be much more snarky and not quite as patient in this scenario or a lot of other scenarios. Um, but I think that practicing high-level sexual communication is really important. Um, and, I mean, this is one of those episodes, you know, Spring and I are constantly joking, like, oh, communication. Communication is one piece of this. It, it is key to it and get, making sure that you're effectively stating what you want. Um but it doesn't work if the other person isn't listening. And that's something that we've been talking about a lot more on our shows recently, too, how important that listening component is. So it seems very much that this person has a partner who's not listening to them. Um, and if you're in that situation, it's a little bit harder. But but I still have some strategies that we could talk about in that case as well. But I mean, I think it's very important for people to be able to uh, be explicit about what they want. I don't mean explicit as in like naughty lyrics on a CD, but like Mm -hmm. these are my expectations. If we are going to engage in any kind of intimate behavior, um, and then make sure you hold the other person to them. And the other person has the option to say, well, I'm not willing to live up to those expectations. And at that point you say, well, we're not going to have intimate behaviors anymore.
1: Right. So, so let's go back to, if this woman is thinking that she's not having any orgasms and she wants to have orgasms during sexual interactions with her partner, then communicating how to kind of incorporate these orgasms, like what would be ideal for her is really the first thing that she needs to do. She needs to be able to say, um, this is what I would like to have happen during this interaction and this is how I would prefer it to happen. Like maybe she wants to orgasm through oral sex. Maybe that's her preferred method and she wants to have that happen as foreplay before penetration occurs. Or maybe she likes to orgasm with her vibrator and she likes to orgasm after, um, her male partner has orgasmed and she wants to then have him help her with a vibrator at the end. I mean, there are various ways that a specific woman might actually want to achieve this orgasm and she might have a preferred method and a preferred kind of timing and incorporating that into what she's communicating and kind of telling her partner, you know, what this ideal scenario looks like for her so that it's very Clear, So there's not this like, oh, I want you to help get me off. But like that, that is, you know, something that people want and something that people say, but without specifics that can be difficult for people to act on.
0: Right. Absolutely. You have to be explicit in what you need. And I think one issue, issue that a lot of women have is that they've never done a lot of the self-exploration to know what they need to get off. So even if they know they want to have an orgasm or they want sexual pleasure every time they're with their partner, um, they themselves haven't. Like we've, we've said before, uh, you should practice masturbating. You should you know touch your body. You should explore so you know what you need um, to get off Uh but we need to take a short break. We're going to pick this up. See you in just a minute. Welcome back, everybody. Um, all right. So we were talking about uh, how how important it is for women and men to know what they need and then to how to affect how to effectively communicate it with their partners so just saying i need your help getting off isn't enough detail especially if it's a persistent or consistent issue Um, the second half though i want to talk about some some really basic strategies and some other things that might help to repair this Um, so i mean for me if someone came to me and talked about it I'd say, well you just need to establish or change some rules, right? Um some of the most basic ones that I would recommend in this situation would be to tell your partner that they're not done until you're done. Like that's just like point blank, it doesn't matter like what's happening, this sexual intimacy isn't like whatever we're doing is not over until I am also finished, um, because way too frequently, like movies and uh, internet and memes and pornography, sex is over when a man has an orgasm. That's absolutely not the case. And I think that if you establish that rule, like, this is not over until I am also done. The other thing that can go with that is, uh, because we have this issue, and because this has been an ongoing issue, I get off first. Like, we deal with me first, and then we'll get on to you second so to the person our listener who submitted that question like those to you and and in general i think are pretty good pieces of advice if these are persistent issues in a relationship like we're not done until everybody has had what they need out of the situation and then (laughs) number two like you get off first from this point forward until you know everything is sort of sorted out
1: well I mean, I think that this idea of kind of creating rules could seem a little harsh or could seem, you know, um, more like a punishment in some way. And we really, you know, even if we feel like someone has been behaving badly (laughs) in this, uh, situation maybe. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, we still want to like approach this with, um, a creative problem solving together because just telling someone like, this is the way it is now. Um, while, while that sounds, um, you know, Potentially effective. um, I think that then we also have to deal with, you know, hurt feelings or um, somebody who. Doesn't necessarily respond well to that type of uh, communication. So, what we're are what yeah, what we're really thinking about here is like flipping the sexual scripts. And so, sexual scripts are kind of the normal script that you follow specifically with a person when you're engaging in a specific activity. And so, it's talking mainly with your partner, like how can we flip this around? How can we do this in a different order? How can we do this in a different way? And sometimes... When you have kind of a norm that you do with a partner, it requires like actually talking with that person beforehand saying, "Okay, how are we going to do this differently today? How are we going to switch this up and kind of creating a plan that feels good to both of you for like how you might kind of want to travel through that next sexual experience?
0: and, and often on our show, I get kind of flippant um, in my responses. Uh, that's because I, I, I get angry for our listeners who ask these kind of questions, which brings a hundred percent correct, um, to the specific listener, my advice, that's what I would say, but in a much broader context, um, You want to build a relationship, right? This is a relationship-based question. You want to build a relationship where there's mutual respect and you're both working towards making sure you get what you need out of it. And that comes from asking questions, reciprocity, empathy. I mean, sometimes it's hard for me to imagine being in a relationship with any person, sexual or not, where I'm not thinking about their needs or how they're feeling and what I can do to make sure that I'm fulfilling their needs, like... I don't think sexual relationships that you're having with people are really much different than other relationships that you're having with people when we're talking about this. Because I think well, while there are sexually selfish boyfriends and girlfriends that people might have, I think that those people are probably quite selfish in other areas too, right? And we've all dealt with selfish people in our lives, um, and you think about how you deal with a selfish person outside of those situations, it's not really that much different inside of these sexual circumstances. Um, we're not saying that people can't change, but if you have a healthier relationship and you're thinking about wanting, if you want to stay in that relationship with someone, you have to talk about like, why are they not why aren't they focused on what you need or what you want or or you having an orgasm inside of this? And, and I think that begs much more difficult questions about who they are and what they think about you.
1: Well, I think I do, I agree with you, but I think that also sometimes it is much simpler and that people kind of get into a groove of a specific sexual script and kind of stay in it. And I think that sometimes it's actually just kind of hard for somebody to like get out of that when you're like, oh, this is what we do. This is the way that we do this. And, um, I'm, I'm just giving a little benefit of the doubt here that, you know, this woman is in a relationship with someone she loves for a reason and that, you know, there could be something else going on here. And I think that it is sometimes, um, once someone feels like something has worked in some way, then they kind of return to that, whether it's sexual or otherwise. And so... And and that's
0: what Spring is talking about my scripts. Like, I think... I mean, the the person who submitted this question talked about the sexual script where, like, she would go down on him, they would have sex in not the positions that she wanted, but the ones that he liked, and then it would be over every single time. And then they, they just keep going back to that. Like, that's what... How they started sexually, that's what they were comfortable sexually, uh, but not what she wants anymore. And I think that's the other important thing here is that what we want and what we need sexually does change over time. What we get comfortable with changes over time and what we need changes.
1: And I think that's especially true for women in heterosexual relationships that they often don't feel comfortable Um, asserting their need to orgasm or want to orgasm or um, some of the specific things they might like during sex early on in relationships. And that is kind of uh, a more comfortable, um, form of intimacy that is required for a lot of people to communicate some of those things. So there is this kind of script that people might fall into that is not necessarily their preferred script. Um, and then it might take a little bit of time before someone is comfortable enough to actually say, okay, um, I know we've been having sex for a while and this seems to have been working, but actually what I want is this. And, and that can then be very difficult to do. And that's what I think we're seeing here is that there's been something ongoing that's been working. And then, you know, it takes a while to get to that space to be like, OK, um, and then let's add and let's change and let's do something that's really good for me, too.
0: Right. And, and I think that's probably the best advice that that we can give overall for this is that having those sort of conversations and knowing that other people change and knowing that what your that your role uh in making sure that they get off will also change right it's not always just going to be that that one script and i think it's really unfortunate that we see that everywhere television shows and movies and pornography it's the same sort of thing that we see pretty much every single time um but I mean, I think there's a lot of fun kind of at the end of this question too. So it doesn't matter like if you are it's gay. always or, fun
1: at the end. Or,
0: huh. <laughs> uh, so I mean, I don't think it matters if you're gay or straight or man or woman or trans or cis or I mean, anywhere on the spectrum. Um, I, I think that one of the most important things that you can do to address a lot of these relationship questions as they relate to sex is just to be really thoughtful about the other person or people that you're with, like, what does this person like, and what do I and and I hope that you enjoy them enjoying you. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, if you think of their pleasure as like this amazing thing that you're a part of and that you 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 can help them with. Um, I mean, it's awesome, and that it changes and it gets better. And I don't know. I, it, it's that exploration thing or that virginity thing, where you always have another virginity to something new and fun to try. Um, but if you can if you can change the way that you think about sex, change the kind of context or framing of sexual pleasure with another person to like this is the highlight and this is awesome and I love it. The conversation surrounding that will make sure that you're never a sexually selfish partner.
1: Beautiful. Mm.
0: I don't know. Do we we have anything else to say for today? I have one more thing to say to to our listener. Dump him. Sorry. Um, No, I'm still like after reading all that, I'm still up in arms. Spring is like, Andrew, stop. Andrew, calm down. Um, It's just because in my life I've had too many, mostly women who end up in that situation. Um, But this is really good advice if you're not if you're just not that one listener. So dump him. That's my, just my, that is my, just the tip for today. So
1: my, just the tip is, uh, don't jump him. (laughs) Um, mine is, you know, I think that have a couple of difficult conversations and that is like these conversations could be way harder for some people than, you know, Going through a breakup, Um, it it takes practice, and we talk about this all the time. Um, But I think you know, have a couple of these conversations, and then try implementing uh, some flipping of the sexual scripts in different ways. And um, if If he's not willing to do that, and if he makes it very clear that he's not interested in doing this for you, then you have more information to go on about whether this is a relationship you want to continue. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's great advice <laughs> alright everybody if you have any questions or have any follow up for this episode um, we're easy to get in touch with uh, you can reach us via email we're thesexrap at gmail.com um, you can call us at 413 i wrap it and then we are on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at The Sex Wrap. Thanks for listening bye guys for everything that you were too afraid to ask at home too embarrassed to ask at school or just two of... Af- Music for this episode provided by the ever-elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. The Podglomerate, A Sonic Universe.